Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good morning, and welcome to the Blessings with Selene show. Today I'm going to be talking about why, why it is so hard to move forward while grieving and the importance of accepting and letting go of the past in order to welcome the new that is waiting for you in 2018. And I will also talk a little bit about how following feng shui principles can help you heal yourself emotionally. I am so happy that you have chosen to listen in this morning. It is a gift to me that you are here. And to act on that, I want to open up the lines to anyone who would like to share the story with us. Because you know something? When you share what has happened in your life and what you have learned, help others. In fact, you help many others. And wouldn't you like to be able to help? Well, here's your opportunity. And I would only be delighted to hear from you. And if you're kind of shy, just imagine that you're talking to your best friend. I don't bite. And just keep in mind that maybe someone who is also listening to the show today needs to hear your particular story in order to keep going. Do you believe that? I certainly do. So remember that the lines are open, and if you would like to share your story, you can do so at any time during this hour. Because don't worry about interrupting me, because I want to make time for time and space for you. Your story matters. And those who are listening want to hear it, and I want to hear it too. So the phone number to call if you do decide to share your story is 646-378-0378. Okay, so do you know something? I am so grateful because we get to share this hour-long period of time with each other. And the beauty of it is that no matter how far away we live from each other, I get to communicate, help, and share the wisdom that the angels transmit to me in their daily messages. And you probably don't know this, but I haven't always been so close with the angels. Not at all. I grew up in in a South American household, very traditional and very Catholic, where the emphasis was on Jesus, the Virgin Mary, the Holy Spirit, and the saints. There's nothing wrong with that. But there was no emphasis on the angels. So what happened? What happened was life. Life happened. When terrible events hit us, when we least expect it, they they bring with it the opportunity for us to take stock on our lives. And that's exactly what happened to me. And as I took stock on my life, I felt my soul crack wide open so that I could begin to receive messages, to connect with spirit, with the divine, with the angels, in a much more direct way 
than I would have ever imagined. What happened is that I began to realize that all along, at all stages of my life, God and the angels had been around me, sending me messages, trying to guide me. But what had I done? I had totally ignored them. And why do you think I did that? Because I couldn't prove that the messages, the hunches, the gut feelings I was having were real. So I had dismissed every single one of them. But after that terrible event, which was the death of my son Christopher, I changed. And I began to put two and two together. And I saw that every time I had dismissed my hunches, things had gone wrong. So I started to pay attention to those gut feelings and to trust in them. And you know what happened next? As I continued to follow those feelings, life began to get easier for me. And you know what happened? Synchronicities began to happen. I would be trying to achieve something, and all of a sudden, the next step I needed to take, or the person I needed to contact, or the right door, or whatever, would just show up in my life. And I was able to identify these instances for what they were by following those hunches, because I recognized that they were signs that my life and the steps I was taking, taking were aligned with the universe, were in the flow with life, with what the purpose of my life, my purpose in life was. And when I truly assimilated that this is what was happening, then I vowed to always do my best to live from that place, a place of being committed to keeping balance in all areas of my life, of listening and trusting in my intuition and of acting on its guidance so that I will remain in alignment with the path I was meant to follow in this life. Now, why am I sharing this with you for listening at this time? Because if you are listening, it's because you are searching for answers. The answers experiencing less suffering and more joy, less struggle and more ease, less fear and more peace, right? Because this is what all human beings desire, if they are in touch with their heart of hearts, right? So I want to help you achieve these states of being, more joy, more ease, and more peace. Is this achievable? Definitely, and without a doubt. Now, what does it take? What do you think? Do you think that if you have more money, you will experience more joy, ease, and peace? I beg to disagree. You may experience more ease in life, but joy and peace are internal states of being that cannot be improved by an external factor such as money. Do you think that if you know the right people, your life will improve? Again, I beg to defer. Knowing the right people is only part of the equation. Who you are makes up the rest. So it follows that the burden is on you to take the necessary steps so that you can experience the joy, ease, and peace that you desire in life. Does this make sense? So then where do you start? 
Well, you start at the beginning. And what do I mean? I mean that you must go back to your past in order to create a better future for yourself. And why is it? Why is that? Because as an adult, if you're honest with yourself, you will have to acknowledge that you have been carrying the wounds of your childhood, of your adolescence, of your early 20s, and so on and on. And unless you have gone to see a counselor or have been actively working on yourself, on improving yourself, you have not healed those wounds. And because of this, you have acquired what Eckhart Tolle calls a pain body. And this pain body is weighing you down. There is no other way to improve your life other than letting go of the emotional and mental burdens you have been carrying up until this point. By healing them and then making room for bringing in all the blessings that you want to experience in your life. So many people say that the past is gone. Look to today and create your tomorrow. But the truth is that the past is not truly, you can't really put your past in the past until you have dealt with it. No, it corrodes. It eats at you. The feelings that you have cast away, the resentment, the hurt, the trauma, the things that you have not forgiven, forgiven, etc., they affect your walking behavior, your waking behavior, to the point that if you continue to not deal with the past, it can lead you to numb yourself with excessive activity, overeating, overdrinking, gambling, etc. They can lead you to be filling your life with many things so that you don't have a moment free to get in touch with how you are really feeling. Does this touch a chord in you? Does it sound familiar? I can assure you that this is very common. We all do this, some to more of an extent than others. But the ones who are opening their eyes to what they are doing and how their actions are negatively affecting them, they are the ones who, like you, are taking time to listen to radio shows like this one or to read self-help books or to sign up to work on seminars. Maybe like a seminar like my emotional feng shui course in order to heal their lives or attend other spiritual seminars that will truly guide them to open their eyes further. I'm talking about this same body because if you're listening in and you have lost a child or a loved one, your pain body has gotten even larger, even heavier. And therefore, there is much more work to be done in order to get to a point where you can experience relief from your emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual pain. Does this resonate with you in any way? I know this because I have been there just like you. I have walked in your shoes, remember? And it is the worst experience anybody can have, truly. But I know that you realize at some level that something has to change in your life or inside of you. And this has to happen sooner rather than later so that you can continue living after the major loss that you have suffered. 
And the holidays that we have just have gone through are, are devastating for anyone who has lost a child or a loved one. Nobody, except those who have had that type of loss, can understand the depth of pain and sadness. And when at the beginning of the new year, everybody's making the new year resolutions, those who are bereaved find themselves feeling, what is the point? Life has lost its meaning now that my loved one is gone. Do you connect with this? Well, this is true, especially during the first couple of years after your loss. After that, you begin to realize that meaning can be made even after such a loss. And you may be willing to do what it takes to realize that meaning, to find that meaning. So this is the message that I have for you as you start this year, 2018. The message that the angels also have for you. You have the opportunity to change the way you view and experience life for the better. And what is required is that you commit body and soul to feel better and to be better, to be your better self. The first step requires self-examination. It requires for you to go on a mental review of your past, to find out what wounds are you carrying, and to take steps to heal them as appropriate. It could be that you write a letter to the person that wounded you, letting him or her know how much they hurt you and how you feel. And then you burn it as a symbolic way to let go of your pain and resentment, to, re- and resentment, to release all those feelings. Or it could be that you begin to see a counselor to work through it. The point is that you will be taking active steps to release the emotional pain you have been carrying because in time, you will begin to experience an increase in inner peace and in the joy, and you will be having the joy that you're seeking, okay? And this can happen even though you're grieving and even though you have lost a child or a loved one. The second step requires acceptance. You may be asking yourself, acceptance of what? Of what happened? Or the fact that there are certain things that you cannot control no matter how hard you try. Initially, you know, after experiencing a loss, it is natural to go into denial. Denial is a protective mechanism that allows us to deal with life after we have suffered a major blow. But we cannot live effectively if we're in long-term denial. After a certain amount of time, if we want to go on in life, we must come to accept what has happened so that we can take the necessary steps to take care of ourselves and of our loved ones. And this can be very hard for some parents. I will share with you something. I will share with you that one of the lessons I learned after losing my son was that there is a much in life that I can control especially if it involves others. I wanted to protect my children, and I thought that if I was a good person, my children and family would be protected from harm. But that was a delusion. The truth is that we can, all what we can control is how we behave, what we think and what we say and what we feel. But other than that, there's a whole lot that is, a whole lot 
that is out of our hands. What does this mean? It means that I had to learn to trust that whatever happened in my life was for the best, whether I liked it or understood it or not. Do you believe in this? This lesson really brought home to me that it's very important that we always make the best of every day, that we put our best foot forward every step of the, day, of the way, living the present and making our very best. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed to any of us. And what happens? The truth is that we don't want to look at life in this way, even though this is the way, this is the reality of it. This is the way life is. So we resist it, and we don't want to accept it, but we must. We must. I invite you to ponder on this, to ask yourself, is it true what Selena is saying, that tomorrow is not guaranteed, and that we must live our lives urgently, put our best foot forward and make the best of each moment? Think about this during this week, and let me know at the next show what your thoughts are, okay? Just call in at 646-378-0378. Anyways, acceptance of what is, of what has happened is truly crucial to moving forward or making headway in your life. I have met many people who have been actively grieving for many years because they have been unable to accept what happened, to accept their loss. What I mean by active grief is the type of grief that happens in the first few years after a loss. The type that can incapacitate you and impair your optimal functioning in life. And this is normal. And the length of time that we have the active grief varies depending on each individual. But it should not last more than a couple of years or so. Now, passive grieving is what a person does after that. When you have lost someone dear to your heart, the truth of the matter is that you never stop grieving, but after a certain point, your grief does not affect other areas of your life. It, become, it becomes passive grief. It does not affect any other areas of your life negatively. So it becomes part of your existence. It has been 22 years since I lost my son Christopher, and I am a passive griever. You see what I mean? So acceptance is important to help anyone who is grieving move forward and feel better. The next step is clarity. Clarity is the result of self-examination. As you question yourself and find out what you're feeling, what you're thinking, you're able to more clearly define what it is that you need to do in order to feel better. After this, you need to come up with a plan of action, a sort of schedule or the practices, the rituals, the activities that you need to include in your daily routine to help you. You see how this all flows together? The work that you do to make time in your life for silence so that you can reflect on what you need, feel and think about, is so valuable because from it, you're able to glean the clarity necessary for you to come up with your plan of action and your daily schedule. Those of you who are listening and love organization and scheduling will love doing this and will find it very helpful for sure. Those of you who don't, I promise you that if you follow this advice, you will not regret it. So what is the next step? So many steps, huh? But we all know that it takes work for anyone to achieve anything worthwhile, and there's nothing more worthwhile 
and any work you do that will not only affect your life positively, but also the lives of those you love. So the next step is discipline, having the discipline of carrying out your plan of action. This is probably the hardest step, but so worth it. The truth is that you have already figured out what to do, so it's only a matter of doing it. Just do it. Think of how much better your life is going to be after you follow your plan. Think about how much happier your interactions with others in your life will be and how much better that is going to make you feel. Think about this every time you're struggling with following through with your plan, okay? And the last step, transformation. You will begin to notice at first subtle changes in your mood, in your mental state, in your feeling state. And you will begin to feel lighter, less sad, less anxious, and your interactions with others will be easier. Perhaps you will begin to feel less angry if you were feeling that way before or less afraid. But transformation is inevitable if you do this in your life. Why? Because the reason lots of people today are suffering is because they're not taking time to take stock on their lives to get in touch with how they're feeling or whether they're unhappy or happy. And when we don't take time to do this, we can't do something about it because we can do something about what we don't know, right? Don't you agree that if you look around you, if you look around you with a discerning eye, you will notice the many ways in which humanity as a whole seeks to distract and numb themselves from the reality of what they're feeling. Look around you, and you will notice this. And it is this habit of constant distraction through endless activity and numbing habits that keeps humanity in its cycle of suffering and pain. What do you think? Do you agree or you disagree with this? Let me know by calling the show. I would love to hear from you. Now, let's talk about Feng Shui. Feng Shui is a Chinese philosophical system for arranging your surroundings in harmony and balance with the natural world around you. According to it, the nature, in the nature, there is a natural flow of things, and clutter creates chaos. Therefore, decluttering our spaces will increase the flow in our living environment. The way I see it, as physical beings, we're more than just our bodies. We also have several energetic fields around us. Two of those energetic fields are the emotional body and the mental body. And these are part of our aura, energetic field that we have. So in my emotional feng shui course, I help anyone who desires to heal their lives. I help them by decluttering their emotional body and their mental body in order to make room for the positive changes that they desire to invite and bring into their lives. Does this appeal to you? Is it something that you would like, that, would like to do for yourself? If that is the case, email me at selenenegreteauthor at yahoo.com. And we can set up a time to talk about your goals and how I can help you achieve them. So in this In this emotional feng shui course, I apply the principles of feng shui to your emotional emotional and mental bodies, energetic bodies, 
in order to accelerate the process of your healing. And as a result, you can also accelerate the transformations that you will see in your life. Does this make sense? There is another way of looking at this. As human beings, we have the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual aspects of ourselves. And in order to move forward, we need to attend to each one of these. So beginning with the physical aspect, anyone who is grieving will benefit from being kind to their body. Because grief is exhausting. Plenty of rest and kindness to ourselves is what it's called for. And this is not a selfish act. Not at all. It's a self-loving act. And don't you think that you deserve to give love to yourself? Of course you do. Then comes the mental aspect. Anyone who is grieving suffers greatly because of all the memories that crowd our minds all the time. And some of them are quite traumatic and difficult to let go. That is why it's important for you to develop practices that will help you. Positive practices that you can implement every time that you are assaulted by those painful thoughts and memories so that you can temporarily shift your mindset to a more more positive one. You can use affirmations or decide to dwell on positive and happy memories every time you find yourself in that slump of sadness. You can make your own practice and use anything that you find helpful because if you don't, the negative or extremely sad thoughts and memories will be overwhelming and they will escalate in time. And I know that this is not what you want for yourself, right? I know that you want to find a way to decrease your suffering and pain while at the same time, and this is very important, while at the same time honoring the memory and the life of your child who died or your loved one who died. Now let's move on to the emotional aspect. The kind of thoughts that we're holding in our mind create the emotions and the feelings that we have. So it's important to be as attentive as to what thoughts we're allowing to enter our mind because in that way, you can be kind to yourself. A consciously choosing to dwell on positive memories related to your child or to your loved one, you are inviting more positive emotions and feelings such as gratitude, heart peace, compassion towards yourself and others, just to give some examples. And lastly, there's a spiritual component. For some of you who, have, who are listening, um, the truth of the, of the matter is that the loss of a loved one, of a child or of a child, brings on a sort of spiritual awakening questioning for bereaved parents. Some parents may feel anger or disappointment. Others may feel detachment from their previous beliefs. Still others may feel that they no longer care about a God that would allow their child or their loved one to die. The range of questions and the direction of our spiritual quest may vary, but invariably there are changes. The bereaved may distance themselves from organized religion, like I did, or they may draw closer to it. They may become no believers. The possibilities are many. What's important is that for those who are bereaved, bereaved, that they become clear as to what has changed in their spirituality so they can have a sense of peace about it instead of a sense of added guilt. So what now? What's the next ending to the four main aspects of yourself? 
Well, you can go on a self-exploration of what you would like to be doing in the future, in six months' time or in a year's time, during this year, 2018. Where would you like to be? In the same place that you are now or a different one? Same city or move away from it? Who would you like to be with? With your current partner, spouse, or by yourself? It's not a secret that a higher percentage than anyone would, would think of, of parents who lose a child end up divorcing after a loss. What kind of activities would you like to be doing on your free time? The same ones you did before, different ones. What about your job? you want to continue to work or stay at home or work from home? Or go back to school to use some of the knowledge you have accumulated after your experience of loss? Or are you thinking of volunteering your time in order to help others under similar circumstances? You get the idea. What I would like for you to do is to truly imagine yourself in the future. After you have done that imagining, you can make a vision board for yourself. A vision board is just simply a, a board, a piece of large piece of paper or, or cardboard where you glue to it words, photos, inspiring images, etc., of your, what you imagine yourself, your life to be, you know, in the year 2018. So you can do this, and then you can look at it. You know, take time every day to look at it every day. Imagine yourself doing those things, feeling those things, having those things, so that you can bring that version of yourself or of your life into reality. This is a very enjoyable process, but don't be fooled by it. It is also extremely powerful, okay? It's a very powerful manifestation um, tool. Now, there are people who have not processed their grief. Either they have not had the time, the energy, the support, or the guidance to take steps to heal. Because you can heal from your grief, even though you will continue to grieve until the day you die. This is a very important point I'm making. Lots of times I hear parents say, I will never get over the loss of my child. And yes, their heart will never be the same. Their life will never be the same. Their outlook will never be the same. However, life beckons us no matter what has happened to us. It has expectations from us. We may have other children to take care of. We may be expected at work where people look at us with a sad face, without fully comprehending what a huge effort it is just to be there and to concentrate or chit-chat with others when we're so broken. Or if we're not working, how difficult it is to deal when facing a home that is filled with memories in every corner of our loved ones, to face the clothes, the objects as reminders of who is no longer in our lives. So what is the solution? The solution, my friends, is to take time for ourselves. You may be asking yourself to do what? To stop doing, to just be. Just be so you can get in touch with how you are truly feeling, exhausted from trying so hard to keep it together to survive, angry with God because your beautiful child was taken, as mine was, or your loved one was taken away from you and you don't understand why? 
you're feeling irritable and impatient with your spouse because you don't want to talk about the loss. You're feeling deeply hurt because your friends want you to get over it and resume your life as if nothing had happened. The list goes on and on. But once you do this, so you take the time to be, to feel, to get in touch with it, that is when you begin to put your hands on the steering wheel of your life. Because now you know how you feel. And then you can begin to take steps to do something about it. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients was so angry at her husband for keeping himself busy. And for what she perceived as distant from her and her other children after the loss of their daughter, that she felt like punching him. She was so angry. She felt totally abandoned at a time when she most needed to be comforted by him. But after talking with me and working with me, she began to realize she was placing demands on her husband that he could not fulfill. He was also grieving. And even though he went on about his life in a different way than she did, that did not invalidate the fact that he was also suffering. So my client realized that she needed to take responsibility for her own well-being at this time, that her husband needed to do the same for himself. And when she realized that, that allowed her to let go of the resentment that she had been feeling and the abandonment that she had been feeling and that was affecting her. I explained to her that during such a fragile time, the most important gift a couple can give to each other is to offer total respect to the way each one to grieve. I also offered her several rituals that she could do with her husband to let him know when she needed him to hold her hand or give her a hug. For For example, she could let him know that whenever he came home from work and he found a small candle lit in their bedroom, that was a sign that she was having a difficult day and she needed a hug from him. And I asked her to encourage her husband to do the same. She shared, I, shared that it was, <clears throat> I shared that it was a very powerful way to communicate. And so communication without using any words is very powerful in situations like this. Another practice that she began using was she would sit on the couch or the bed. They would sit on the couch or the bed with their backs touching, back to back. And they could not see each other's faces, but they could talk about their feelings freely without having to watch each other's facial expressions. And she said that by doing this, they have been able to feel closer to each other and it feels a lot more supportive as well. As human beings, we are feeling beings. We are made up of a galaxy of their nerve endings. We can't stop the way we feel, and this is so very true when we're grieving. If we have lost a child, our hearts are filled with so much pain, and we worry not just about ourselves, but also about our, our other children, if we have them. About our spouse, our partner, if we have lost a spouse. Then we worry also about our young or adult children and how the grief will impact their lives. If we have lost a parent, then we worry about our brothers or sisters. So we always not only grieve, but we worry and worry. And does worry help us in any way? No, it does not. 
is only impacts our lives in a negative way. What creates worry? Our thoughts. So how can we stop worrying? We can stop worrying by controlling our thoughts, by using positive affirmations, by practicing self-awareness, by getting the help of a therapist, of a coach to help us unearth the fears behind the worries. Which brings to my mind the wonderful angels and the healing that comes with inviting them into our lives. I want you to know that every fear, every worry, every concern that we have, you can ask the angels to take them away, to help you resolve them, to protect with this protection, to light the path so that you can let go of your fears and live with more peace in your life. Know this because it is so. I have lived it. And I'm proof that by inviting and nurturing your relationship with the angels and with God, you can experience a life that has much less fear, much less confusion, much less turmoil, and much less suffering. Then you will experience more faith, more clarity, more ease in your day-to-day life and more joy. Don't you want that for yourself? I know that that is what I wanted. And I did not know how to go about it until the angels enter my life and change it for the better. Even though, I mean, they changed my life for the better, even though I suffered a huge blow when my son died. Don't take this, you know, on faith. Go ahead and try it for yourself so that you can experience the transformative effects that I experienced. And I want this for you. And I believe that this is what you want for yourself. Okay? I'm here because I want to share what I have learned in my own journey of grief in order to help those who are grieving have a shorter period of acute suffering due to their grief in order to possibly open up your minds and hearts to an expanded reality that may or may not include the belief in angels. You know, for me, the angels, as the name means, they're messengers of God and they're very accessible. You know, even though you don't pray to them, they're, they're accessible to us and they want to help us. And all we have to do is ask for their assistance, you know. And all it requires is for you to try it. Ask for their help and then be open to receiving their help. So why do I think that you may gain something by opening yourself, by asking for help from the angels? Well, because a close connection with the angels has the effect of lowering our levels of anxiety and fear. Because when we realize that we have wonderful and wise helpers on the other side just waiting for us to ask, like if we need protection, if we're in danger, you know, we can ask our guardian angels and archangels to come to our aid, and they will do so immediately. If we're unhappy in our current job and we need help figuring it out in what direction to go, we can ask Archangel Michael, who helps us figure out what our divine life mission is. If we need help with a test, we can ask Archangel Uriel or Zadkiel, and he will help us. They will help us. We were deeply grieving and don't know how to go on in life, we can ask Archangel Azrael and Archangel Raphael to help us, to help you, 
guide you out of the dark tunnel that you're in and into a place of better functioning and more inner peace. You get the idea? Give it a try. Give it a try. Now, one of the major obstacles to moving forward while grieving has to do with forgiveness. And I don't mean the forgiveness of others. No. Forgiveness of ourselves. Self-forgiveness. I know many mothers who cannot forgive themselves for little things that they remember. Instances when they did not meet their own expectations as parents. Instances when they were human instead of superhumans. And these mothers torture themselves over and over again as they remember. They do not remember all the 99.9% of the times when they were indeed perfect for their children or for their loved ones. No. They remember and dwell on the times when they feel that they have failed. And this is just a human nature. It is ingrained in us to want to be perfect for our children, for our loved ones, but there is no such thing as perfection. So one step forward is to remind yourself of this. Whenever you find yourself dwelling on your, your supposed imperfections, switch it to think and dwell on all the times you sacrifice yourself for your child or for your loved one. In this, world, you will, in this way, you will break the cycle of suffering and pain that comes from not being able to forgive yourself for, your, for being human. Another thing that can be helpful and that I offer my clients is a guided visualization with Archangel Astral. With Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael. Archangel Archangel Astral is, is the Archangel that helps those who are trying to help the bereaved and those who are grieving. And Archangel Raphael is a very good archangel too because he is the chief healing angel. Okay? So today I would like to share with you a guided visualization that I created, created that has in it Archangel Raphael. So make sure, first of all, that you are in a place where it's quiet and there are no distractions and you can turn your phone off as well. And if you're driving while listening to this show, please pull over or stop listening and listen to the recording of the show later when you are back home, okay? So we're going to begin this guided visualization at this time. Close your eyes. Take a deep belly breath. Now let it out slowly through your mouth. And do this two more times. Now, I want you to see yourself at the time the wound, the hurt happened. I want you to connect with your heart area at this point. Visualize yourself at the age that it happened. You are standing in front of a mirror and you see lots of tiny hearts reaching your reflection. 
and then return back to you. Feel a sense of warmth spread through your chest as this is happening. Stay with this for a little while. Just see the tiny hearts that are coming from your heart and they're reaching your reflection and then returning back to you. Continue doing this and feeling the sense of warmth in your heart for just a little bit. Now I want you to see yourself in your mind's eye as you are right now. Again, stand in front of the mirror and see all those beautiful tiny hearts come for your heart Go from your heart to your reflection and from your reflection back to you, back and forth. Tiny hearts from you to your reflection and then back again to you. Do this for a little while. As you feel the warmth in your chest, become warmer and warmer. And this is a pleasant feeling. Now, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and notice that just behind your right shoulder stands a beautiful and luminous angel. In fact, this is Archangel Raphael. You clearly hear the message that he has for you. He whispers it in your ear. And he says, I'm the chief healing angel, and I help human beings, I help human beings to release unforgiveness towards themselves and others. Ask me, ask me to come into your dreams and act like a chimney sweep to clear away any emotional toxins from your heart, to clear away any unforgiveness that you have towards yourself. I will ensure that everyone's needs are met and that emotional healing occurs in miraculous ways. And after you hear this, you feel such an immense gratitude and love, Angel, and his offer of help. So you thank him from the bottom of your heart and you promise that you will continue to work hard to forgive yourself from now on. Now you take a deep breath. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Two more times. Deep breath. Let it out slowly through your mouth. And now open your eyes. Study meditations are very powerful healing tools that you can use to speed up your progress towards experiencing and having a better life. 
They are the most effective ones when done first thing in the morning or last thing before going to sleep. Because those are the times when our brain, our subconscious mind, is the most susceptible to the loving and healing messages that are in the guided visualization and meditations. And I hope that if you have never used guided meditations or visualizations, that you will give them a try. You have not, not, nothing to lose and much to gain. Now, since we're getting towards the end of the show, I'm going to summarize the major points I have been, I have been discussing. Um, well, the, the main, the, the, I started out with um, talking about some of the steps that can help someone who has suffered in a, the loss of a child or a loved one. And uh, the steps that I talked about were a reflection, uh, acceptance of what has happened, clarity, making an action plan, having the discipline to carry it out, and transformation. I also talked about the fact that we're more than our bodies, that in fact we have energetic bodies that surround our physical body, and that two of those energetic bodies are the emotional and the mental bodies. And so I share that I have a course that I offer that is called the Emotional Feng Shui course that helps not just bereaved parents or those who have lost a loved one, but anyone who is feeling stuck and unable to make headway in life by working on healing their mental and emotional bodies and in that way decluttering themselves, just like in the principles of Feng Shui, in order to make room. Like in Feng Shui, we want to declutter our, our physical space, our environment, our living spaces, so that we can bring in to our lives the things that we desire. When we do this emotional feng shui and we declutter our emotional and mental bodies, then we can make space to bring into our lives all the things, the good things that we want to bring, Okay. So in that course, I also bring in the powerful vibration, the healing vibration of the angels in guided visualizations that I that have made especially for my clients. Next, I also talked about how important it is to work on all four areas of our existence, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual areas in order to achieve the level of balance that will bring us the happiness and the peace that we desire. I also talked about um, that one of the obstacles to moving forward after losing the loss of a child, and it's a big one actually, is um, especially for, for uh, those parents who have lost a child, but sometimes also for those who have lost a loved one, is that we have such difficulty forgiving ourselves. And this happens because as humans, as a human being, you want to be perfect for those that you love. And so after the loss, well, we tend to torture ourselves. And we keep ourselves in a cycle of thinking that keeps us remembering the times when we were less than perfect. And this is torture for us. And what is sad is that we forget the many, 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 many more times that we were just flawless, that we just sacrificed ourselves 
for a loved one, for a child. And so in order to help anyone who is dealing with difficulty, you know, with regrets having to do with not being perfect or our, our illusion, our delusion that we were not, you know, that in some way we felt, in some way, shape or, for, shape or form, we felt a loved one or a child. Because of this, I shared, I actually created a guided visualization or meditation to help anyone who is struggling with self-forgiveness, to help them get out of it, okay? It's a beautiful meditation that has Archangel Raphael in it, and he is the chief healing angel, okay? So lastly, I'm going to go ahead and pull a card, and today I felt... um, I felt a little nudge that from the angels that I needed to use a different um, a different deck of angel cards. So the angel card that I'm using today is is the one from Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael is a beautiful archangel who is um, the archangel that helps us um, let go of fears, remove the obstacles that we place within ourselves because of our fears. And he is our protector. He protects us. Whenever you need protect, protection, he can help us. He usually has a shield and a sword. And when we are um, in a situation where deeply fearful, we can immediately call in Archangel Michael and ask to borrow his shield of protection, and he will, he will protect you. He will lend you his shield, okay? And he also is the angel that if we're trying to figure out what our purpose in life is, what we came into this world to do, what our mission in life is, he, we can call on Archangel Michael to, um, to show us, to light the path, to show us the way as to what it is, what are gifts? What are our gifts and what you are meant to do? What you came into this world to do? Okay. So, I have been shuffling the cards while I have been talking with you, and Archangel, one of the cards um, of Archangel Michael came, just actually jumped, and so this is the card with the message that Archangel Michael has for you this week for you to keep in mind and what it says is the following it says that you are on the right path and he says you have drawn this card as a validation that your thoughts and actions are in the right direction toward achieving your life's purpose and towards achieving inner peace you have been carefully listening to your guidance from within and the angels applaud you for following it faithfully. Although you may not clearly see what's up ahead, the angels want you to know that they are guiding and protecting you every step of the way. Keep up the good work. This card also has other specific meanings that I'm going to read several of them to you, and then you will decide which one resonates with you. It could also mean that this is a good time to begin a new project, start a business, pick up a book, or make a positive lifestyle change. It could also mean 
that you need to listen to your guidance, even if others don't understand. But it could also mean you need to trust that you will be financially supported as you move forward with your plans. And lastly, there is a prayer that Archangel Michael wants you to say this week, and that is, Archangel Michael, I call upon you now. Thank you for giving me loud and clear guidance that I easily understand. Thank you for motivating me and filling me with the courage and confidence to make healthful life changes. So what a beautiful message for Archangel Michael for you this week. And um, if any of um, the insights and the information that I, have, that I have discussed in this show today resonate with you, or if you have any questions about what it would be like to work with me or simply want to talk with me, do not hesitate. Please do not hesitate to email me at Selene Negrete author at yahoo.com. You can also send me a message through a message through Messenger on Facebook. My business business page on Facebook is Spirit Whispers with Selene. You can you know send me a message message through Messenger there, or you can also check out my website at www.notyourusualgreekbook.com. And there on my website, you can also get the link to check out my book, uh, Not Your Usual Grief Book, How to Heal While Connecting with Your Childhood Died. And um, I would absolutely love to hear from you and help you if that is what I'm meant to do. So um, I would like to wish you a, a wonderful week. And um, I will carry you in my heart until then. And I will see you in two weeks um, uh, from 10 to 11. And uh, take care. Okay?